Welcome to Five Pints In, the show where we're literally five pints in. Cheers, guys. Cheers. So, this is the first video episode we're doing, isn't it? So we don't know yet because if it doesn't, <laughs> if it doesn't come off, we're gonna have to do the audio. And, exactly. And so if you're listening video. to this and you're not watching the video, then it wasn't the first video. But if you are listening and you want to see how Ian looks now and how we all look, can't but, believe he didn't give me time to wash my hair, mate. <laughs> Shambles. You had plenty of time. Um, you want me to look with my headphones? Can you see hair and glasses on? Yeah, exactly. And I've sat you, against glasses. I've sat you right in the middle just to to make know, you the yeah. focus of attention. We've got the spotlight, but um, anyway, let's get into the football then, shall we? We had uh, the Bundesliga start today, which we'll get into. Um, but the Premier League has a tentative date. What is it? June twelfth, I think it is. June twelfth, yeah, for the first game. But but the Bundesliga is going to be like a prelim for us to see what the faults are, what's worked, you know, how how the players come out of it. You know, we did watch one game. We watched uh, Gladbach. Yeah. Missed the Dortmund game. Frankfurt. Well, we Driving watched, up here. Yeah, yeah we, we watched, watched the first the, half of the Dortmund-Schalke game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really sort of... I mean, they're, they're taking every precaution they can, you know. Um, if, Even with celebrations. If they are looking at the German league, which I think they are to, to figure out when to start, I think the Germans will do it right and, and we, we should be able to start the Premier League. So... To, so you know, I mean, we'll get to the German bit, but but what are your thoughts on it on it starting? Are you for it? You know, with the obvious worry about is it the right time? Are you ready? I know it's different in England than it is for us here, because I think things are a little bit further ahead over here. Mm. And as far as reopening, a reopening, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think that begs to the issue as well. Maybe does it sway you a little bit with the behind closed doors because? We can actually get some atmosphere here by going to the pub and watching it, mm. which won't happen for the fans in England. Right. I know that's the point we haven't really touched on, is it? Yeah. But, I mean, I'm I'm in favour of playing behind closed doors. I'm all for the safety aspect of it. I do want football to come back. And, and look, it go, we don't have to keep repeating it. That It goes without saying it's got to be safe. Test all the players. Make sure if anybody's got anything, then they don't play. There's enough players in the squad yeah. now to still go through with the games. You, you're really looking at that the worrying side of it is probably the only relegation mm. because the rest of it is more or less sorted apart from maybe the Europa League and that's just between two teams maybe um, but but for the rest of them they can coast through the season maybe yeah. use the opportunity to play some youngsters you know or, or, or test things out because there's really nothing for them to play for I know it's in adversity but it is a decent time for them mm-hmm. to actually you know blood some players but yeah. um i think i think it should be done i think it should be finished we we touched upon it last week about my idea if it doesn't completely finish i don't believe in the playing in a neutral venue um unless that's for the champions league right i don't mind that if it gets down to the last eight let them sort the format out it's not gonna favor anyone or not favor anybody so well look the world cup does it the euros do it you know one team's uh, advantage there but you, you still they still train to play at these neutral grounds um so i'm I, on two there's two lo- two tiers to this i'm happy for it hopefully coming back as a fan and why the tears <laughs> <laughs> that uh, joke number one that was terrible um so that wasn't a setup by the way um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's told me to say that um so I think as a fan, yeah, I'm happy for it to come back. But, you know, it's 
it's iffy with everything else. I mean, I think if they do it right, like like they're doing it in like what they seem to be doing it in the Bundesliga, I think I think they can handle it. Um, I know there are some players coming out though and saying no, and I think there's there's some tears there as well. You know, um, I think you're going to get players who are really concerned about the effects it will have on their family. You know, somebody may have older parents, some some may have obviously grandparents, most of them, who don't want to come back, catch anything, take it home, and 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 we understand that. It should be it should be optional, and and I think managers have said that. Yeah, that it is up. If you don't want to play, then don't play. But I also think, and I don't know if you feel I'm being a bit harsh here. Some some players are already done and don't care. Right. Don't care. There's nothing to play for. Just sit on the paycheck. Sit sit on the paycheck. Yeah. I mean, I mean, is that harsh? I don't I don't give a shit. To be fair, it's it's what could happen, not necessarily what we think is happening, but. You've got the variables, and and okay, we will feel for the ones who don't want to come back for, for the obvious health reasons. There's going to be players who don't want to come back because they're scared of failure, mm-hmm. because they don't want to be in that relegation team because it will affect contracts and families and finances and and what have you and careers. Uh, to be honest with you, and 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 futures of clubs. Sometimes you just don't get back, mm-hmm. and it's that important. And some players, I feel, won't be able to deal with that. They won't be able to handle that. And are quite happy saying stop where it is. Obviously, the bottom three won't be, mm. but I know the next three up will be saying, "Yeah, yeah, it's stop where it is. It's fine. We're okay with that." Yeah, because then you don't go down. You still start again next season. But um, I, I couldn't have been like that. I would have wanted to. Uh, maybe it's a bit uh, rash, but I would have, I would have wanted to get back out and play football. Mm-hmm. And look, we we had a situation in the MLS back in two thousand and one when you two were just just babies, actually. And and I never realised at the time when there was talk about stopping the league where it is, it actually happened to us all them years ago, because of nine eleven happened. We were actually in in the we were training that morning. We were flying to New York. It was the the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Did it happen on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? It happened on a Tuesday. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday. Right. So so on the Monday, oh no, Tuesday morning. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday morning. We were in. We were going to train, and then we we're going to jump a flight to New York, around about midday, one o'clock, mm-hmm. on that day. And we actually, the the manager, the coach Ray Hudson, called us in the office after the first plane had hit, and then we had the TV on in his office, and we all stood there and watched live the second plane hitting. And I mean, look, even now when you think about it, I know there was a lot of tragedy. Who's to know that our plane wasn't targeted? You know, mm-hmm. we would never have known, and we we will never find out. But you know, the league stopped there. Would I think it was three games left, and they kept everybody where they were in the playoffs. And we had to go to Kansas, I think, in the quarterfinals of the playoffs, and then San Jose in the semis. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ray had said to us, it was only two weeks after nine eleven. He said, I fully understand if you don't want to fly. Those of you with young children or children. We'll understand if you don't want to fly. Mm-hmm. And and this in light of, they had actually said to us, when we fly to Kansas, we'll have to change to Chicago, whereas we'd always had a direct flight before. They said, we asked the reason of the change, and they said they don't want to put too much fuel on the planes because it'll be too big a bomb. <laughs> now, how do you, how do you want to yeah. fly after that? Yeah. So, But for, for me, it was one of them things that, if I didn't fly then, would I ever fly again? Or when would be the next time you'd be okay to get on a plane? And 
And it not it similar now with when do we come back? When do we actually say it's okay? I'm sure there's enough intelligent minds letting us know, all the scientists and 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 you know if if the testing's right and um, it's it's ready for us to go again. I don't see why we shouldn't go. I understand behind closed doors the fans aren't going to be happy. The neutral stadium is ridiculous to me, but I see the concern of all the fans going to turn up and um, you know. The social distancing isn't going to be met and then it causes issues with the police and uh, that's so understandable but look we've got to go somewhere at some time and, and the Germans have, have made a start and made a stand and and what are the biggest things and the biggest differences that we noticed today watching the, the Gladbach game yeah I mean I think watching it the football was the same you know we mentioned that um, there was one my biggest concern was they've been out for so long. Had they been training properly? Did they have enough time to come back? Uh, I can't remember the date the German league started training again. Um, but anyway, I mean, they, they're training. You know, they barely get any time off during the summer. They get, what, two two weeks, I think it is, off. Yeah, it's between two and four weeks. Yeah. And then they're back into it, you know. So did they have enough time? But, I mean, we only saw one player go down. At the 70th minute, though. Yeah, with, yeah, with cramp, yeah. That was one of my biggest questions. Like, are they like, how is it going to look? Because but, you, but you can't you can't train properly in in a in a tactical sense, obviously, be, right? Because you're all at home. But you know, you can train po- properly at a fitness level. Yeah, you, sure you push you push yourself. Yeah. Fitness is about you. It, if you need somebody to keep pushing you, keep pushing you, you're in the wrong game. If you can't push yourself to the extent where you want to be the fittest possible. <laughs> pot in the kettle to be fair um, you know because it's obvious we did like a pint back in the day but you know you, you train at home you've got you've got really nothing else to do mm-hmm. now to force yourself to go and train when you've got a, a regular world yeah. you could say okay fair enough do your fine time the other day you might say oh, I don't fancy it today yeah. but, but there's no excuse you know you've got nothing to do but get fit and post a video of it yeah. and keep up with Jesse Lingard or whatever I've seen out there you know 40 minute workout where it's going to keep you in a certain condition Yeah, you know even coming back and training training's not going to be the same it's not going to be properly they're still having the distancing they're still going to gradually get into it and you know if you can't come back properly and do full training then what is the point of coming back yeah, I mean, yeah, they, 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 it was on them to keep, keep up with it, really. But I just don't think, and you and you would know better than me, running for 90 minutes and, and that's the best conditioning you can get is playing a game. So, I don't know, I just didn't know if there was going to be a bit of a sluggish start, but it didn't seem so in the game we no, watched. No, look, the so. football will never be any different. Once you're on the pitch, you see the ball, you see the grass, you see the players. You, you're really supposed to be so engrossed in the game that you don't even think about the supporters. Don't get me wrong. The game, the game goes dead now and again, and and you feel it, mm-hmm. and and in big games especially or home games when you know somebody like Dortmund, whose fans are notorious for for adding something extra, then players must go out and feel it. But but to say you can't play without them there is ridiculous. Yeah. You know what? The only the only thing I realised what well, what was that? There was an echo, mm-hmm. because and that's what's what's the difference with that the echo in that game than every last 15 minutes at Old Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like that as yeah. well, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. There's some crickets involved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my thing as well, we noticed that the subs were spread out. 
Yeah. Who's Deli Ali going to bitch and moan to when he gets taken <laughs> off? Yeah. There's nobody for them to for them to speak to. Yeah. Sit next to him and call the manager names. I mean, it's just funny. The subs are spread out, but then they get on the pitch and they're not distanced. But I mean, I'm glad they're taking these extra precautions because that's the only way we're gonna get. I think a lot of it down. is visual as well. It's yeah. got to be seen. It's got to be seen to be doing the right things. Right. Because some players walked out with. Ma- I think one team, Eintracht Frankfurt walked out with masks on. Yeah. And don't don't they all back didn't. What? Don't they all shower together as well? Uh, what what are you getting into there? <laughs> no, what? They have a big... They have a With big, masks on. Yeah, they have a big room for showering. They're going to take it one at a time after the game. Well, maybe they will. Maybe they'll say only so many allowed in. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really I, want to go in there, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> Let's I, get Trev back on the show. Yeah. No, I do like that. Um, you see the Haaland, um, the first goal. And I only just thought about this, but it was a great finish, wasn't it? Sucked it away, yeah. mate. He's the hottest property right now, and I think, then, in Europe. But when when was the last time do you think he practiced his finishing from a cross? You know, it's been months. From Maybe he's got a big yeah. garden. Yeah. yeah, but who's... Maybe he's got a big garden. His dad was there. His dad was there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, is fine, you know. No, but it just yeah. shows that he's natural talent. Alfie would have know? kicked him, though, even yeah. in the garden. <laughs> he had a few bruises on his leg. Um, but... I'm, I'm, I, do, I do worry about the, the choreography, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, yeah. After the goals, you, they haven't had rehearsal time unless, unless they've been doing it on video. <laughs> they're gonna have to go solo with the dancers. Yeah, which, which yeah. Well, I feel bad for them. Yeah, yeah. Lingard's not gonna did. like that. It's uh, well, they've had enough time to to practice them anyway. Yeah. Do you think this is also? Do you think the German league pushed back to? There's gonna be a lot of eyes on the German league right now. That is the only league back. So I can imagine them gaining some fans. You know, as long as the football is what it is. Do you think that's a big? pull for them to, to just get started back again or? Yeah, well, well look I'll be honest with you I don't watch anything other than the Premier League I don't mm. watch La Liga I don't watch the French League I don't watch the German League if I was going to watch one of them I would watch the German League but yeah. I don't and and looking at it today the standard of football seemed, seemed good to me Yeah. you know I think there's still five or six teams in with a shout Yeah. although I know Bayern are a few points clear and five they, or six, five they don't play till tomorrow but you know who's to know how this is going to affect individuals That's that's what we've got to look at Everybody's different, you know. Mm. So some people will come out and they'll be happy for the lack of pressure with no supporters there. Yeah, you know, because it does affect you. You know, we we were on the, the Manchester as Blue podcast earlier and touched on it. Yeah, that that some players will be happier. You know, when when you are under pressure, especially in a relegation fight mm. or a promotion push, when it gets to that stage and the pressure does mount, some players break, some players buckle. You know, Upton Park was. It was a cauldron, mm-hmm. an absolute. I mean, look, playing there for nine years, there was sometimes you were scared. Sometimes the ball would go out for the throw and you'd be so close to the chicken run <laughs> if you was having a shite <laughs> that you'd go, oh, you go and get it, you take the throw in. <laughs> you know, you have to stand up and be counted, I suppose, eventually. But, you know, it, it takes big characters, doesn't it, to get through something like this as well. Mm. Um, it's different. It's It's going to affect people in different ways. And... And it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. I'm just happy that they've made a start. I know there was two countries that, that didn't even stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody's really interested. Yeah. So this will be the benchmark for everybody. Um, and, and like you say, the football wasn't, wasn't bad. It was free-flowing. There was chances. I think that game ended 3-1. Mm-hmm. You know, there was goals. It still seemed exciting. And the only real difference to me was the echo. Yeah. Really. I don't care about the spreading now. That can all be dealt with. And in time, that will, you know, that will come back. It, it, let's just 
see the season out the only th really thing will be the the echo look we've all played in reserve games you know players should know that you know you're coming back from from injury or or you've been left out the side that you're going playing a reserve game in front of 200 people it, it's it's no different really yeah it's still football you're still pulling on that shirt you're still playing for your club you're still playing for your supporters yeah still with that with that being said just to play devil's advocate on that note the you know how in uh with the national teams the ban for racism is to play behind closed doors right with it's usually racism that you see yeah. from certain countries um i think england played um uh, montenegro behind closed doors i don't think that's the right country but they recently played a, a, a team behind closed doors so surely there's it's some some form of punishment right so there's got to be some they at least assume there's some downside to playing behind closed doors well, that punishment is financial as well, and well, true, yeah, and yeah. and to let them supporters who've caused the shit mm. know that they can't do that again because you're hurting everybody. I think that's more what it's what that's for, you know. Yeah. When it is a punishment, this is this is a necessity, right? It's not a punishment; yeah. it's a necessity. So everybody should accept it, take responsibility, and and supporters as well take responsibility not to go to the stadium. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all the talk about. Oh, the the general public's done well with the with the, you know the the separation bit. It's still, if you want this to come back, in its full form and get back what you had, listen to what people are saying and adhere to the rules, and don't ruin it. Don't yeah. spoil it. That's not me, is it? Did I really say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're actually uh, not going against the grain too much there. No, I know, mate. Yeah, less than usual. You still but... got a while left. Don't worry. <laughs> So um, one cool thing that has come out of this, I mean, the whole point of this is, is, you know, let's not just focus on the negative in all aspects, but what creativity comes out of this, right? So Borussia Mönchengladbach have been really creative with their fans, um, or the, the plastic fans that they've got. Not that they're actually plastic fans, but they're cardboard cutouts that they're selling for each There were so many jokes with that one, man. Yeah, well, I think I ran through them and butchered every single one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're selling, like, cardboard cutouts. I know they played away today at Frankfurt, but next next weekend i'm sure they'll play at home and i think that's kind of creative you know they're selling the seats for 16 or 19 euro or whatever it is um i'd like to see you know because that gives the, the fans a chance but, to support <laughs> does the fan have to turn up at the stadium and put his own one in his seat uh, probably not because that would probably be counter to what they're trying to do yeah, i remember playing a hybrid mate. Seat, yeah. yeah yeah i remember playing a hybrid what for the argue over whose seat it is yeah. <laughs> i remember playing a hybrid when they knocked the, the stand down behind a goal and they put a mural up there it was it was like a painted picture of the fans. Mm. And it worked to an extent. I mean, you did have the other three quarters of the stadium, which yeah. was, was full of real people. But then there but was an echo bouncing off that wall. Yeah, there was, yeah. <laughs> was. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's I think that's a cool idea. It gives the fans a chance to support financially as well. They get to, to give a bit of, to, to, you know, put their share in. And it'd be cool if they'd set up iPads so you could watch it from that... Um, that, that angle you oh, know for 16 dollars <laughs> yeah maybe you give them your own ipad or that's what they do that with the basketball don't they do they yeah it's crazy uh yeah i didn't see but um but yeah so i know in training they've they've been putting the premier league been putting together uh rules for them i don't think they can train in more groups of more than five uh they can't tackle which i mean they barely do anyway so well look what what could they have actually forgot you know what i mean yeah. it hasn't been that long yeah you know, you've 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 been playing for what, seven eight months, is it? Yeah, seven eight months. What well, you you're not going to forget your tactics, how your team plays, especially if 
your team have played that way for two, three years. Yeah. You know, so or you're losing that much. There is a fear of coming back and the cramp and the injuries and stuff. But they are allowing five substitutes. Something that took a little bit of working out before, but only three yeah. periods to put them on. So you're going to have to go a two, a two, and a one. Yeah. I wonder if the Premier League and the other leagues will do that, though, because that was something that was decided on Thursday at the last minute for Bundesliga between the clubs. So yeah. I bet I'll go down to a vote, probably. You know, not sure if they're, what they'll do with the Champions League. I, th- I don't think it'll be the club vote for that. But And will it be the same without the Varsals? Yeah, I mean... We haven't talked. We, we it actually. You mentioned we were on the Manchester's Blue podcast, uh, and I just do want to say, guys, go check that out when they do launch that. But, top um, man, top yeah, man. It was a great time. I had I had so much fun uh, with Tom and Dan on there. Um, but we did. We actually talked about Varsals for the first time in three months. Was it that long? After t- after ripping your ass out of it for the first three <laughs> podcasts or something. Yeah, I think all our content was driven by that, wasn't it? But I, I didn't miss them, you know. But you but you're driven by content, and they was the content, so yeah. you couldn't help. You say, okay, let's let's not touch on it again. Let's quiet it down a little bit, and then they do something. Yeah. And what could you what could you do but talk about exactly. it? Exactly. And, and figure it out. You can't help but think that the outcomes of the games would have been different, you know. But that's that's you know in the past because they're not they're at least not back in the in the German league, and I don't think they're coming back for now in the Premier League, are they? Well, hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't we, think they all allow five people in a room. Yeah, that closely. <laughs> I think that would be the biggest factor. <laughs> Somebody would torture. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got evidence of you claiming that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> watch that. That's gonna. Happen I don't care. Somebody else could go out and do it now, yeah. and I get arrested. Yeah. One, uh, one positive thing though. I mean, I, let's let's talk about the positives for Man City. I mean, Laporte's been able to fully recover. Um, he'll be able to play out the rest of the There's season. Mendy as well, yeah. Uh, Mendy should be back. Um, I mean, he's very injury prone, isn't he? David Silva signed. So yeah, so that that brings us on to the the whole contract renegotiation thing about players' contracts running out. Um, I know a lot run out June first as well, a lot in Europe. So they, it's going to be individual negotiation. But Silva has has signed an extension to say that he'll play out. Well, the it rest should of the go season. until the season goes. It should be extended anyway. You know, uh, there's always been. Sign a month to month or a three month or, or yeah. whatever. It's not going to change anything, you know. Or, or at the end of the day, let them go now. I mean, well, well, if I was City, I wouldn't because no. they've still got something to play for. If the Champions League goes ahead, you don't want David Silva no. <laughs> leaving before that. No. But as far as other clubs who've really got nothing to play for, yeah, then why not let it happen now? Yeah, you know, why not get ahead of the game when the transfer window does open? Get ahead of the game and let it happen now. Yeah, you know David Silva's. It's not going to generate a ton of cash for for the club. Right. I think they're just going to allow it to go. Well, it won't be any really, will it? It's, it's no, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. but they would do that for him anyway. I yeah. think, you know, as a gesture of what you've done for this club, and and I'm glad that he's he's sticking around. I mean, I would be happier if he stayed for next season. But you know, obviously he's got his own plans. He wants to be back home. Yeah. Um, there's been whispers about him coming to David Beckham's team in the MLS. Which I don't see happening. Um, you know, there was also talk of Luis Suarez. Yeah, I mean, everyone was linked. I don't though, see happening. You know, everyone was linked, and they can only have three designated players. So, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe no. next season. I don't know. No, if, if Suarez bites someone in America, he's getting deported straight away. <laughs> 
So how is this then? So how do you think this affects West Ham then with their sort of fight before the season got cut? Um, does it affect them positively of their time to regroup, or do you think it puts a lot more pressure? Well, on? they were on a bit of a. I think they they were on a recovery with their form, wasn't wasn't yeah. they? The last three games, I know they lost at Arsenal, which I was at, but I think they beat Southampton before that. They played really well at Liverpool. So so them three games, the City game before that was a was a complete letdown. Mm. I think it'll give them a, a a chance to regroup. Yeah, it it may look. Playing at the London London Stadium hasn't been easy for them anyway. Mm-hmm. So, will it make a difference without the supporters there? Will it take a little bit of pressure off the players? It's not the supporters' fault. Right. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's the players' fault. Yeah. Nobody but the players. The, the supporters want to blame the board. Mm-hmm. The players want to blame anybody but themselves. It's solely down to them. Now, when we're talking about some players may come out without the pressure, that's the perfect place. Mm-hmm. I think that's what will happen there. Yeah. I think, I think Moyes will get them rattled up. I, I have no worries about them surviving. I never did. You know, I'm, I'm more of a concern about Bournemouth, um, which I think they will play their way off. I can't see the vitality. I know it's small, tight. Mm-hmm. I can't see that being a major advantage. Right. You know, uh, I love the fan base there, and you know, and I was I was due to go to the game when I was home, but that's not going to be one of them intimidating stadiums. Uh, so I think I think they should come out of it okay, you know. Um, Villa, if you look at them, Watford's sort of a small club. Villa's a big club, mm-hmm. that it may be different for them not having their fans there. So so who knows? Who, you know, Brighton similar. It's a smaller smaller base club. It's not going to be intimidating, but you need that that surroundings that you recognise. For the players, anyway, mm-hmm. it's still your home field. It's still your home dressing room. It's still the same routine. Yeah. It's just when you go out there, you're not going to have the noise. Yeah. It shouldn't be any different. You still should make it your favour. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird when you do think about it because when you play at your own stadium so often, so many years or whatever it is, you start to recognise things like billboards mm. or you know exactly where you are on the, f- are on the field yeah. looking up at the stadium, looking up at the stands and, you know, with your back to goal or, or yeah. you sort of get a sense. You don't you don't purposely do it, but you, you seem to have a sense because you recognise everything around you, you know? Mm. So that's a big talking point. I do believe it should be, if it is finished, it should be played at your own. Yeah, you know, stadiums. I agree, and I think they're like I said from the Bundesliga, they're putting in some some really tight restrictions and some solid precautions. And I think as long as it goes that way and they follow follow suit, it could you know it could definitely work out. I also like a lot a lot of the times people don't realize, but the pitch sizes are different, aren't they? So yeah, they the are, pitch yeah. size can vary. So yeah. who knows whether that makes a conscious difference or in your subconscious? But if you're used to playing one way, one size, I know it's not. Massive difference, but um, well, look. Also, the German fans. We'll find out after this weekend. Did anybody turn up outside the stadium? Yeah, you know, I, I can sort of forgive it if it's the last game and you've won the title or promotion mm. or you've stayed up from relegation. That they do congregate then, maybe. Yeah, I could understand that happening, but then you know, yeah. there's no more games after that. Yeah. But, I mean, they're still breaking the rules with the, you know, the social distancing, but. Yeah. I think that'll be the only time. If they're sensible enough and want, and want this to go back to normal the sooner rather than later, then they'll, they'll adhere to the rules. Yeah. 
So really, the the teams and the clubs and the leagues are doing everything they can. The fans need yeah, to need to chip in as well. Do their part. Chip in as well. Look, you are going to get some supporters. I think of teams fighting relegation that are a little bit disgruntled and and do want to show some defiance. Mm-hmm. But that's not the right way to do it. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, football's uh, emotional, isn't it? So it's um. It, and it wouldn't be the same if it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, right the way through. Yeah. You can see how it affects. You watch any of these documentaries on the clubs, you know, you don't really get an insight until you you see them. Yeah. And you see what it means to the to the people involved, you know. Yeah. I mean, we were talking earlier about the about the Wembley final, and until you see the video of, until I seen the video of our reunion, mm-hmm. when it showed you some of the supporters. Because we didn't get to see that. Yeah. It showed you some of the supporters in the stadium and their emotions when things happened. And then them talking about it afterwards, hearing their voice yeah. and what they were thinking and what they were going through. It, it makes you understand, you know, that, what it means to people. Right. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I know Danny Rose said he doesn't care about the morale of the country. But I'm not fully in favour of all that, mate. I think yeah. this game is is the biggest thing we have. Yeah. And and I, I think it will give everybody a lift as long as it's done properly. Mm-hmm. It will give everybody a lift. You know, let's hope they can find a way to televise the majority of the games so nobody does have to go and stand outside the stadium. Yeah. And look, look if you're worried about people congregating at the stadium, aren't people going to congregate round houses mm-hmm. and watch it together? Isn't it the same thing on a smaller scale? Yeah. It is going to happen. But... um. Be sensible about the whole thing, you know. Yeah, I know they were talking about televising the three o'clock games, which should should help. You know? Good for the rest of the season. I mean, the reason they don't is finances, isn't it? It's right. it's they wanting want people, people to turn up there. to the to yeah. the stadium, but that's not going to happen. So they should find a way. Yeah, you know, of of making every game televised like it is here. Do you think like we'll we s- Do you think we'll see a bump in the in the numbers of ticket buyers when we get back to it fully? Like, do you think this is people are gonna Say well, I, sh- I should have taken advantage of you know whether it's or, or season ticket goes, whatever it is. Do you think we'll see more, more people in the stadium once we're back? I mean, I mean, I th- I think attendances are, are up there anyway, mm-hmm. aren't they? You know, you yeah, but it's who's filling those seats. Are they gonna be standing up cheering, or are they just gonna be sitting down? You know? Well, it, de- it depends. What what if we we come back and it's it's fifty percent capacity because of we're getting back slowly you know yeah. well, it I might think, be somebody every two seats so. I think that'll fuel it even more then I think um, you know they were already building on to the Etihad and Anfield and building new stadiums to increase capacity I just have this feeling like people are you know especially football fans ready to get back to it once things are safe you know um, yeah but those season ticket holders um, I don't know about the rest of the clubs but Barca are one of the main clubs I've came out and stated they're not sure if they're actually going to refund the season ticket holders. Mm. If you've already purchased that and that was maybe your first season that you did it, second, whatever, yeah. like, do you actually go, all right. How many games have they got left, mate? Do you know? Nine, eight or nine. Have they same Lally, uh, Similar. I want to say, though, Barcelona are financially in trouble, though, so that, that could crunch them. So what they should do is say, hey, we'll give you another season well, get, or something. Get a loan off Messi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or loan or, or sell Messi to City that's always a, an easy option um, 
But <laughs> he's never leaving, mate. He's never leaving. I've given up on that. Yeah, I know. But they're um they're not great financially. I want to say Real Madrid were solid financially, but there's only a few teams in the Let league. Let me disappoint you. There's more chance of Pep going back to Barcelona. No. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe that. Yeah. More, more chance. I, I just still don't see it. But, um, <laughs> not before he wins the Champions League. Yeah. And more chance of Sergio going there. I, yep. I, well, while Suarez biting people in America I think Pep's yeah. not going to go back and do something he's already done he's going to go when he leaves City he's going to go for a new club he's he going to go he to said he wants Italy to re- or he wants to he always said he wanted to return to Barca though or yeah. retire there I think he said I as think, a manager but yeah, he's, he's I mean, still he's, young he's got his ties obviously he's extremely tied there with, with being a player and stuff <clears> but I think he's always looking for that next I think, challenge, yeah, he's which been, is why we got been him. Been there, done that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't see where the next challenge is unless it's Italy, unless it's Juventus. It wouldn't be Juventus, though, would it? It would be one of the Napoli or Roma or or don't you think mm. Inter? I I don't think I think Juventus. But that's I, a huge step down. I just from don't Bayern, s- Munich, Barca, and Man City. Yeah, but I don't see him going to a team who's won uh, Serie A for the past seven what seven seasons or so. Like, what is it? The challenge? Well, he went to Bayern. Yeah. He did Barca. He came yeah. to Man City. They yeah, he won. yeah, but, but Man City weren't winning it every season, were they? Well, so it wasn't like a, a yeah, given. Yeah, but Barca and Bayern are powerhouses. While Juventus, as much as they are in their own league, they weren't as much in the Champions Europe, League. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I just, do you think he'll I go international s- and try go Euro? I can see that. He said he would it's too manage, much without football, though. He said he would manage England. You know, I would love that. Yeah, he said he uh, he, he offered his help with Southgate in the uh, in the. Um, the World Cup. He obviously, obviously listened then. Yeah. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> didn't need it. He played Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how, how much more coaching could Slabhead use, you know? <laughs> he's already... What's it made? Somebody coming in here now. Yeah. <laughs> Jumped over the seats. <laughs> um, so, talking about uh, La Liga then, and the, uh, Real Madrid... This is me trying to transition into City playing Real Madrid in the Champions League. That's okay. So, so uh, Connor, you said they've got a date for the second leg? Yeah, they said it's penciled in for August 7th. Okay. Well, that must be the whole of the Champions League starting again then, yeah? Yeah, or at least those select teams, unless they just all do them in one day. Right, so do you think think they'll have to finish, obviously have to finish the second legs before they decide the format of the last eight? I think you have to. I'm fine just giving Bayern Munich three 0 against Chelsea and calling it that, and going home without it being a. I wouldn't be, you know, we spoke nine nil. We spoke about. Oh, well, you've got a chance. You've got to go. You've yeah. Got to, no. Got yeah. To. Obviously. Uh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I always I'm say if they can do it there, there, you can do it there. And that's, yeah. I'm buying. Like I said that with the Bayern game, they they're not as strong as they as they were. It it could have been like three three. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, so I saw, I, I seen a little clip of Barcelona Liverpool. Yeah, and it was uh, a little clip of them before the game when they came to to Liverpool to play the second leg, mm-hmm. and and there was a little bit of uh, anxiety, even though they were three three goals mm-hmm. up, and and I don't know whether it was Messi said it or Suarez because he'd been there said don't take it for granted, we can win three 0 here, yeah, and they were a good team, they can win three 0 there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw it in the first leg. If it wasn't for that amazing free kick that he scored, you know, I it think was, wasn't a turning point for me. And he hitting the post, it, yeah, when it was two 0 yeah, it would have been two one. And it still seemed like Liverpool yeah. could come. I back thought then, if, they, if that had gone in, Liverpool would have won the, the tie. Yeah. Anyway, and then the free kick, you then, yeah. had to start laughing. Yeah. Well, you must admit, you got that feeling of dead and buried once that one went in. Yeah, I mean, not coming back from three. And then you also got to think in your next game at home. 
just don't give a free kick anywhere within 40 yards. Yeah. Otherwise, Messi's putting in a tough yeah. corner. You and he actually, at- he actually did have one when he were 3-0 down at Anfield. He had a free kick, I think. Did he? Messi did, yeah. You look at um, that's what it said in that video that I seen. You look at Trent Alexander Arnold too taking that really quick corner. Yeah, for Origi. Yeah, for Origi, who I mean, sw- just swung at it, you know, and he, yeah. it went in. Um, but that's that's belief. But that's not something Chelsea in. are going to do. No, that's, <laughs> that's not. You're talking about a Liverpool team that's in form. Yeah, yeah. And then mm. not so much. Don't get me wrong. Then. I'd like to see it because they're English. I, I would like to see them come back. But don't I just, get me wrong. I but I just to, don't see because I don't think Bayern are great anyway. They're not. Yeah. They're and not. I, I actually didn't see the, the Chelsea Bayern first leg anyway. Bayern weren't the greatest. We just don't have the best defense. Yeah. So it's whether we go out and score a couple, it's still. Did Alonso got sent off that game? <clears throat> yeah. They're obviously going to have to carry over the red uh, cards yeah, and everything. So. Yeah, it's been so long. August seems quite late, though, to me to resume Champions League. It's not going to be that many games, though, mate, is it? I think they're going to. They're letting people get back in the swing, right, maybe get yeah. a fitness level. But here's the, here's the confusing part Bundesliga are planning on being done with their league June 30th. Right. So how are they? Uh, so so Bayern are then going to take a summer or something and then play Champions League in August? It's just. You know, if, if Premier League have to go starts, through another preseason again. Yeah, I mean the Champions League stretched out throughout the whole entire season, so right. But maybe, maybe it's just more games next season because of these what three ex no five extra mm-hmm. Champions League games. If you make it to the final, yeah. It but now Four. you're now you're playing last year's Champions League in this season. It's just I don't know. It but just, you normally get a few weeks before the Champions yeah, League starts. You anyway, look at the yeah. you look at those players like like Mane. When Yaya Torre did it, those ones that would go to the Africa Cup of Nations, you would sacrifice, especially in the beginning of the league, you would sacrifice those players. Yeah, but then the next next season isn't going to start in August, or it's just not going to happen. Well, then where September, are the Euros? Maybe October, probably. Then no, if, you, the if they play, if they, play then, if they go from June the twelfth and play the rest of the season, it's, there's no way the league's going to start till. October, yeah, September, October. That's what I'm saying. So you, what you're going to finish Champions League season. before? I'm just saying it's like Bundesliga are going to be done by end of June, and right. then July. I mean, one month. There's one month of just, I guess, preseason. You would call yeah, it. Yeah, but they they've also had these last two months off. So well, I'm not saying it's not weird. I, I'm I'm just saying it's it. Why are they waiting until August? You know, if you go at a 12 month calendar, they've had more time off than they would if. They just started again straight away. Yeah, I'm just saying it's weird though, is it not? Like your season's going to be done and now you're playing in group stage in knockout stage. Well, that's just tentative anyway. Nobody knows if that's going to happen. Nobody knows if the Champions League's going to finish. So right, but why are they waiting till August? I think they're letting other countries sort out their league season. Maybe finish them, finish them off. Yeah, make make sure because not everybody's starting the same time. But what happens if we get to June 12th and Premier League is like now push it back to August? It's just. It's a weird one, and I and think. Well, uh, the different countries are behind with the, with this virus, aren't they? The, yeah, in yeah. Their, in their I mean, coming what, back from the virus, there's probably only like eight countries left in Champions League. I don't even. Know. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying quarter. Quote, quote, there's, there's a lot of permutations yeah, anyway, so yeah, I mean, was, you know, it's not going to. But has there been any transfer rumors? Any any talk? You know, the ongoing Sane. Well, it's just come up again. On and off. Bayern have supposedly offered something stupid, 35, like thirty-five million. Want, yeah, they want to get for cheap, and then City have said. They'd rather wait and then let him go for free than sell than to Bayern s- for, 30. for thirty-five. That just, that that's, just, it's just but that's expensive. how much thirty-five million means to you now, right? 
it's it's yeah. it's nothing I'd, i mean look 35 million to get one more season out of him is worth 35 million yeah yeah in my book yeah so I would keep him, and I would let him go at it the end. It could also be, who knows? It could be a season where he changes his mind. It's an extra year for him to change but his look, mind. But look, right to. now, if they don't, well, he's recovering this whole time. Yeah. So. yeah but right now, if they're not going to get the he's hundred back, million or so that they yeah. want, yeah, are they? Bayern aren't going to pay that because no. they know they've only got a year to wait. Right. Right. And then, someone else might. Right. I, 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 German, I very much doubt that. It, it looks some, like other than Barcelona. Yeah, then he's not going to go. Anywhere. You know, you don't think PSG could come in? What, 50 million? Mbappe, Neymar, like uh, but, yeah, but apparently Neymar. There's another rumor. Neymar's going back to Barcelona. Griezmann's going back the other way. Oh, there you go, Griezmann, Mbappe. Yeah, I don't rate Griezmann. Right, though. good news. Fernandinho signed another year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Happy days. Yeah, he did that though. That's how he gets to play in his position. Yeah. Or at least competes with Rodri, or yeah, you know, we get the best one playing at the best time. Yeah. Um. Who else? Torreira. <laughs> yeah, my Arsenal. Torreira's <laughs> agent. He was it? Somebody, somebody spoke the other day and said, "I've spoke to his mum about a possible transfer." I can't remember 20, the play. I wish I would have known. <laughs> I wish I would have known. Yeah. Some manager has spoke to his mum about the possible transfer. Yeah. That's where we're going. You see, Agarlo's gone back from United back to China. Yeah. And he, I mean, he was over the moon about being got United, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he got lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, I haven't, I, I don't think I've seen, I mean, City are always in the market for a centre-back. They've been linked with Upper Meccano. They've been linked with, uh, I mean, Koulibaly would be great, but he's going to cost some cash. Yeah. Um, but he would be a presence as far as leadership at the back, you know? Yeah, which is needed, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than yeah, Torreira's agent has said he thinks he's going to leave the Emirates. Goodbye. Yeah, take Granite Jacker with you. Yeah. <laughs> that was part of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who? What do you think? Because obviously, as an Arsenal fan, where's where do you start with the the rebuild? I mean, what what do you think uh, Arsenal need right now? I don't know. A clean sweep, but but mate, if you look at their record, I think they only lost six games. Yeah. Yeah, due to their goalkeeper and their two Well, yeah, they forwards. lost less than Man City. Yeah, yeah. But they don't look like a football team to me. And I, I certainly, I'm not convinced by Arteta as of yet with what I've seen. Yeah. Um, Strategy-wise, I, I thought being under Pep for that long that that you, you'd see some similarities. And I, I just don't, I don't see it yet. I'm not saying it's not there, but I just don't. I in mean, the, game, the games I have seen, they don't excite me at all. Mm-hmm. When Pep first came, he made some dodgy calls. Bravo. Bravo, letting go of heart, yeah. <laughs> Bravo. Yeah. That's two for two. I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, it is going to happen. But in the beginning, fine. But he's had how long? How many months? Six I mean, was, months, five months? Was it, it was January, wasn't it, you went? Was it? I think. Well, Maybe. long enough. I mean, I wasn't convinced with Unai Emery, to be honest with you, because he was doing similar stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought I was happy when Arteta went. You know, it, it, was he a loss for Man City? When you've got someone like Pep, I very much doubt he was a loss. You don't know how much input he really had. Yeah. Um, and it was going to show whatever he, he learned under Pep or what a, you know, he felt he was ready for management. and. And being an ex-Arsenal player, I was obviously happy with him going going back. With him being a creative midfield player, even better. 
for me he was going to show some flair in the way mm. he wanted the team to play maybe it's not his team as of yet maybe there's going to be people he wants to bring in I think he's got five four or five really good players mm. yeah. that he has to build a team around Yeah, uh, wipe out the whole of the back line you know um, you like the goalkeeper don't you I'm still not yeah. convinced I know the, uh, as soon as Unai Emery came in and said Wilshire wasn't going to be in his starting eleven, I knew that was going to be like the downfall of Arsenal. I think it just meant that he was injured. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've got Obama Yang and, and Lacazette. Lacazette. I think they're, yeah. they're great players. But I think Pepe's got ability as well. I think he, you've got to harness does. it. He, he really does, but I then he's he just missing something huge. In but I've seen Unai Emery said he never wanted to sign him. He wanted Wilfred Zaha instead of him, and he had no say. In them bringing him in, but I I think he's got talent, I really yeah. do. He's just and a lefty, you know. Yeah, you've just got to you've just got to harness it. You've got to harness his ability and get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, what about West Ham? There's always the talk about Declan Rice. Um, I see on Twitter now most of the fans are debating who should they get rid of? Should they let Lanzini go? Should they let Felipe Anderson go? Yeah, two really gifted players. I wouldn't let I I wouldn't, I wouldn't let, let either of them go. Them. Um, but both of them need to step up. Yeah, both of them have been disappointing. You know, if they've they've almost got this thing where they're big fish. They feel they're big fish. They feel like, like I don't like think Pyatt. they are. Yeah, Piat got that near the end. You know, but it's sort of <clears throat> and in disrespect. The but fans, they're flashy. Yeah. On Altovich did the same. Yeah, yeah. you I know, th- Moyes had transformed them, and then he disrespected yeah. the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah he goes as far around, as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah, I think look, West Ham belong. Seventh, eighth, I think, as high as that. Top you know, 10, yeah. I think I, I, they, they need they, they're not a club that belong in the bottom half of the table. I think once you get there, you can keep hold of these flashier players. You know, I would, I would keep David Moyes on. I yeah. would give him another year, another transfer, another two transfer windows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what they've showed the last three games, yeah. I think there's something there that he that he can build on. Yeah. And I think he's proved to me that he can get the best out of them. I don't think it's it's a final lineup that he would like, but Haller needs to improve, mm. to be fair. Yeah. If you can if you can start fitting him in with, with Antonio and you know, the new lad, the young lad Bowen looked yeah, looked yeah. lively yeah, when he, he yeah, when he came I, I know when I was at uh, the Emirates watching the game. Yeah. He had a couple of great efforts that yeah. And his enthusiasm—he was chasing back. He was—he's a lefty that was put on the right side of, of the of the midfield and and chasing back. Mm. Um, you know, I think if if you can get the full potential out of that squad, add one or two. You know, I I still think Nobs is a driving force. I know Look, a lot of him and Rice in I know a lot there. of supporters think, uh, you know, he's he's done his time, but I still think he is the energy. And the driving force, he passes the ball as good as anybody. He's a leader, isn't he? He That's is a leader. Yeah, yeah. I know. Look, if things like that, you need that. Even yeah. if he's a he's, he's look, he's one of them players to me that if the team's winning, he will be praised every week, and if they're not, people will sort of dig him up because he's not spectacular. Yeah. And and I think that's that's unfair. Because he's still playing the same. He still always gives yeah, everything. It, plays yeah. the same. But if they're winning, he's he's great. If they're not winning. They tend to look at him, and I, I, I don't think that's fair to be honest with you. It's, but you know, and look, the game's about opinions, and yeah. and fans will always have their opinion, and you know that's what we're here doing this for. We're giving our opinion on on a lot of subjects, a lot of topics, a lot of teams. Yeah. And and I hope they don't let Rice go. I hope 
they've got to prove now, I think, to the supporters, especially after this time, where I think they've had a chance with this break to, I mean, the owners and the board, and yeah. to regroup and say, how do we fix this? Because there's obviously a divide. Mm-hmm. We don't want a Newcastle situation right. where everybody hates them and, and can't wait for them to go. Yeah. I think there's an opportunity now for them to put some money together, maybe, and mm-hmm. and unite this, unite the club again. Mm-hmm. Just to touch on the the noble thing before we move on, the captain's armband. That's the pressure he's taken on, though. He's signed. He's signed up for that by being Mister West Ham. I, he would sure step forward every single week, yeah. every single game, no matter what the circumstances, exactly. and the right man wears it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and let's hope he is blood no grooming someone like Declan Rice to yeah. to take it over. Yeah, yeah. One of the few captains you see that don't shy away. Yeah, well, like, well that's see, what you want. You want men yeah. out there, mate. I mean, you see the likes of Henderson who 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 uh, like try to portray a captain and just doesn't have it. You yeah. see him yelling at Mane, trying to tell him, point out where to go, and then as soon as he gets the ball, he passes it back. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, at Liverpool, it, the armband's destined for Van Dijk anyway. You know, yeah, it's just, and it's matter of time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he's done okay, Henderson. Gone to be to be. I think fair. As, a, as a captain, he, now, he had big boots to fill as yeah, a captain. Mate, he, you know what had, I mean? He had boots he was never gonna fill. Well, no, no I don't. I don't I, know who I would think, fill. I, I don't think know who would fill. Steven yeah, I know. Jones, that's what I'm saying. I, he was it's tough, you know. Yeah, he was I, I wish he would show that reach. You know, I wish he would show that with England. I wish he would, you know, because it. Look, you've got some. Harry Kane's not our captain. No. You've got some people who are organisers and you've got some people who lead by example with the way they play. Yeah. Julian Dix was, was the model captain leading by the way he played. Wasn't vocal, wasn't really an organiser. If he screamed at you, you'd listen. But it wasn't organisation, you know? Yeah. It was, it was this who I am, I'm blood and guts and I'll die for this badge. So you, so you, you do get, and I know, I do feel Henderson contributes in that sense because I think you've got to, you've got to gain respect from your teammates, Con. And I think he has that, even if he doesn't from all the supporters and, and the likes of some of us who see yeah. from the outside who aren't Liverpool fans, you know? Nah, yeah. But like I said, look what they've gone on. They've gone on to take the, the Champions League. They've gone on to win the Premier League under his leadership. He must have something. Yeah. I, I don't I know. know. You're talking. I, just, I think, he, I think that's, that's the position that if Liverpool replaced and fixed on, they would be one of the best teams ever. I think when people hear him, they would kind of like the players on his team kind of look at him and go, "Oh, all right, I'll probably do that." And then Van Dyke gave him the gave him a look. He'd be like, "All right, never mind, I'll do it." Well, you can tell, mate. You some know? people yeah. are leaders like that. Some people look. He's just been brought into the club. You don't automatically take it off your captain when things are going right and give it to somebody else. You know, you've got mm. you've got him wearing the armband, which gives him a sense of I should be a leader. And maybe sometimes you do it to make people talk. Van Dyke's already doing it. I guarantee yeah, you that. Yeah, so he's already another captain at the back. So you're getting two for the price of one. See, my point sense. is, he he like automatically gets an England spot with that. You know, it's like well, well everybody gets it, yeah. an England spot, mate. I know, but that's the thing I don't like. It's that if you're English, you play for England. I, I mean, he's overrated. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Because I, I agree. He's the I agree as a player. I think there's a different there's a different conversation with his leadership. I think he, he must, yeah, maybe, I agree with you. Right. I think he must have something. Yeah. But I agree, he's not. He's not. A, all right, he's yeah, not a great yeah. Player. Maybe it's something it's, behind the scenes. Like I, with Delph, knows, I yeah. never rated Delph. 
when he was at Villa, when he was yeah, when he came to Man City, I never rated him until yeah. I saw um, the All or Nothing documentary, yeah, yeah. and I was like, all right, I I love this guy now. Yeah, I never knew how much of a presence he was, even when he was never playing. Yeah, you know. Do you so. think so? So something to do with captains, and we've been talking about manager changes and how long, like the the legs of Arteta should be given when you were playing. Was there any memorable moment? Was there any memorable managers that came in and you thought, "Oh, he's just clicked," or "Oh, this isn't going to work"? Like from the dressing room standpoint, was there any? You know, I mean, I I don't want you to out anyone here, or you know, <laughs> any managers that you thought that. Oh, oh out people! I thought he was going to talk about me and Trev again, but <laughs> for me, mate, I mean, I was I was a little little bit precarious position to be honest because I'd left Bournemouth and signed for Man City. Mel Machin signed me. And I thought, brilliant, you know, somebody who believes in you is willing to spend money, bring you into this massive club, mm-hmm. and within four, four or five months he gets fired. Yeah. Right? Within three weeks, I'm sold. I go to West Ham, Lou McCarty, and within three months he gets fired. Yeah. So then you start to doubt, you know, you start to think, well, these people who wanted me and obviously failed at their job. Yeah. So was they wrong to want me? You start to doubt yourself then, you know? But then Billy Bonds came in. And talk about captains, talk about inspirations, talk about club legends. I don't think they come much bigger. Yeah. I mean, Billy wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Billy wouldn't portray that. He's, he's, a, he's, one of the, he's a most honest man, one of the nicest people you'll ever come across. Don't get me wrong, don't cross him. Mm-hmm. Because his, his management style was... If you've got a problem, you're knocking on my door in my office, let's go in the gym and sort it out like men. Yeah. Not many would, to yeah. be honest with you. I think Julian sort of called them out one day and thankfully they didn't go at it because there'd have been destruction. Yeah. There wouldn't have been a gym left, I can tell you that. <laughs> but but he inspired you in the way of his you know, you know, the memory of him and, and the way the fans portrayed him, similar to Bobby Moore, you know. Mm-hmm. He was the next one on from that. Uh, and and for him somebody like him to choose me as his captain mm. you know i mean people think if you're a, a, a sort of flair player a, a whatever you can't be a leader yeah but I, I talked on the field all the time mate whether it was noticeable or not you look at how many pictures and people laugh at it how many pictures of me pointing yeah <laughs> I never lot, noticed. Yeah. I never noticed. There's one. There's even one at Bournemouth when you were young. Well, like well young, even then, playing, you know, yeah. I, I, I only had the one season. I'd yeah, come from yeah. Carlisle, you know. Yeah. I still wanted to organise on the field. Yeah. I still wanted to vocalise and, and, and encourage people, and and know when to to give someone a bollocking. Know when uh, a frustrating time when when you knew you, your teammates had ability yeah. and wasn't producing it. You know, then you need to coax it out of them. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'd go over, you'd grab, you know, somebody like Peter Butler, you know, who who was a little Yorkshire Terrier and, and a fantastic player to play with. Mm-hmm. And he'd, he'd be the first to admit, not the most gifted, but he would run around and ruffle everybody and yeah. disrupt. And then sometimes you'd have to tell him, when you get possession, you're a better player than you think you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. Because he knew he had that, he was that Terrier. And I've heard him on podcasts and he's he's had some... And we, we should get him on because he's had an unbelievable time since he left playing, going around the world coaching, and yeah. and he's got some stories. And, and I've got some stories of him, to be fair. One from Cheltenham that we'll have to save for the podcast, but yeah. it is one of my favourites of all time. And he told his version of it 
which isn't the version we know <laughs> because he doesn't see himself and didn't remember anything. <laughs> so, but but somebody like him, you'd have to grab him around and screw for the neck. He, I know he said on there, I just, they were talking about him disrupting Wimbledon and Vinnie Jones and, and we went on to win the game. He said, yeah, I just knew, I playing along some, someone like Bish alongside, that I'd have to go and win it, win it and give him it and let him do his stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I'd have to tell him, you're better... You're better than you think you are, because he was. Yeah. The the, the boy could pass the ball, you know, mm. and 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 in a team like West Ham, you had to be able to pass the ball. Right. You wasn't just in there for your tenacity. You had to be able to play. Yeah. So so what I'm saying is that players and leaders recognise each individual and mm. and how to try and get to them when you're on the pitch. It was fine for me being in the centre of everything. Yeah. Because I could reach everybody. So that year I was captain was also. Probably my most successful season, if you're talking of successes, because in that one season we got promotion, which was a bit of an anticlimax, to be honest with you, because we knew we we were promoted with about five games left, and we didn't celebrate. We were going for the championship, so it wasn't just promotion; it was the top of the tree, mm-hmm. and we ended up throwing it away in the last game of the season, and really dulled the celebrations. Yeah. We hadn't celebrated five games earlier and then we couldn't celebrate because we felt like we'd thrown it away mm. even though we got promotion. And then we got to the semi-finals of the FA Cup that year. So I'd like to think I'd led that team. Yeah, You know, obviously Billy led it being manager with Harry alongside him but yeah. I feel as captain that I led that team to a fairly successful season. And, and personally, I made the PFO, PFA select team that year mm. which is voted for by every player in your division which is an honour real honour and I had, that was the only time I couldn't make it to the PFA awards tell you the truth yeah. and the other five times I went I shouldn't have gone because I, I was drunk and should have barred myself <laughs> that's other stories for other times Yeah, I will tell quickly I did when Pele was doing a speech I did stand up once and say what the fuck have you ever done <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you get the idea yeah why I had to bar myself. Just I think a, Trev told a story when yeah. he filled all my pints full yeah, of vodka. Yeah. Just a preview of what's to come there. <laughs> we need to do, we could just do a series of at the PFA awards so no, you could bring no, people yeah. in. No. But I've got, I've got two questions then coming off that, um, that, that managerial question and, and managers coming in. So the first one would be when Billy Bonds came in, was there something you could pick? Oh, and by the way, I've got an England cap that season as well. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a little bit better than Trev's one. Yeah. Is non-league, <laughs> no, but still not a great one. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm proud of the Lions. I'm not proud of what happened. Yeah. Do you still have that England shirt? Yes, I do. Way? It's in yeah. the bucket with the rest yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> somebody has actually quoted. I've just recently got the Shearer one out because of Black Bands. Yeah, yeah. And somebody went, "Oh, is your iron broke?" <laughs> They've been in the box for twenty years, maybe. Yeah. The bottom of a well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've been in so many storage yeah, facilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As we've moved it's a about. shame. Just bring them up here, and I'll see. Uh, I'll see what we can fit on the. See on how the dog will have them in the bed. See how many yeah. we can fit on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, I don't think, I don't think you're gonna have Noble Aguero, Ian Bishop's England B. <laughs> no, but there's some others. We'll in just there. put your little cap right here. <laughs> yeah, can't be cap as well. Can't be cap. Just put stick it on. Yeah. So two questions then. So first one: When Billy Bonds came in, was there something about him that you could pinpoint that just worked? Was yeah. there any, like was there a certain trait about him or yeah what? you didn't want to disappoint work wise yeah um, he was 
Even in training, mate, he joined in. I think he was about 45 at the time, maybe. He joined in, he was still up the front in all the running. Um, when he joined in the games, got his foot in. And you think, this man's the manager. He doesn't need to be doing it. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't want to let him down. Just, just look, the sheer love of the man, you know, his honesty, the way he treated you. You know what? Harry used to tell us the story about after the game finished, you know, with that lot, they were drinkers back then as well, you know, Moro and, and, and H and, mm. um, they had Jimmy Greaves, <laughs> um, talk about drinkers, the best mm. of the best. Um, he said, Bonzo, as soon as the game finished, he'd be out with a six pack in his hand or a four pack, whatever. And he'd still be covered in sweat, soaking clothes yeah. and he'd be off home. Yeah. But he'd have his beer. And then he'd be off home. He said he'd be first. He's like a family man, so yeah. but but still had a beer. And and I remember like I'd come in on a Monday, and he'd say good weekend, Bish. Yeah. And I'd say oh no, but I was scalloped yesterday. <laughs> or, yeah, I was in Bournemouth with Harry. Yeah. And Harry's desperate to come here, and Harry was telling me stories about you, and yeah. then he'd tell me stories about Harry, and and he'd just say right, get out there and sweat it out. Yeah. You know it was Monday. He was yeah, going to yeah. work in anyway. He didn't want you. He didn't. Although he was the one to leave the the stadium, he still didn't mind you being like that, mm. as long as he got the best out of you, you know. And I think that's that's what the best managers do. Yeah. And I know Joe Royal did it. And I know for a fact he brought me back to to get a dressing room together. Yeah. So it worked then. I'm not sure. I think they do it in different ways today. They still should be that camaraderie and mm. and that that will to fight for your teammates and. And to get to know them as people and friends, and 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 to socialise, and uh, it's not the same, right? But there could there should be ways of doing it. You I, should have your friends in a dressing room. It should be it should be a unit. You're going to get the odd one or two, but you can work on them. You know, some of them some of them back in the day, and 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 they were honestly the the non-drinkers. But mm-hmm. um. I think it's it sets a tone for you, and and by Bill letting you be a man as well, and and organise yourself and sort mm-hmm. yourself, you knew if you shouldn't have gone out or you should have gone out. Yeah. You know if you can break a care if you you can't break a care yeah. you. Billy was somebody I wanted to impress. He, 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 same with Joe, because they had faith in you and trust in you. You know, I wanted to do well for them. Mm-hmm. They they generated that towards you. You know, he had faith in me. I want to repay that. Yeah. And and I felt like that with most managers. I wasn't captain everywhere, but I felt like that with most managers. I, I really, you're all going to have your fallouts. You know, me and Harry had, had plenty, but I still respect the man as a manager. Mm-hmm. And we talked about him being the England manager. Look, England don't do that. Right. Cluffy should have been England manager. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. Is it about success or is it about looking right, sounding right, mm-hmm. acting right? There's a difference. Like I said, the England manager can still, probably not Gaza, he can still give you a license <laughs> to go and do what you want to do. Right. And then trust you to perform, you know? Yeah, yeah. You don't want that that media attention if you're doing the wrong things. Right. Because it just puts added pressure on you. Now you have to win. I think players have more confidence in themselves than the manager actually does. Because mm-hmm. the player knows what his body can do and what it's capable of and if he can recover from... Yeah. certain things and we all know mate we we were a, West Ham we were a group of players we were one pint always one pint away from disaster <laughs> it could it was always 
push it that far, it could take that one more before the shit hit the fan and we were in deep trouble, you know? Yeah. But I was still part of a group, which I, I don't know if people realise, that stabilised the club. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first went, relegation, promotion, relegation, promotion, not good enough for the Premier League, too good for the second division. And then through the 90s, the Premier League, we stabilised the club, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't think that group of players get enough credit for that. Yeah. Do you think, as so as captain under Billy then, do you think that you, you were saying that he, he led by example and there was always, you know, you always wanted to impress him and, and keep him happy and, and play for him. Was there a link between you as captain and him that sort of, you know, did he go through you and then you sort of, whether it was spoken about or not, but you looked at other players like you should be, working for him as well like you should be keeping things up because um, of it as well or- like I said that season mate we had success so yeah. it was hard to find fault in anybody yeah you know look I mean I mean, I was captain while Tony Gale was playing while Alvin was playing and, and these are way more experienced players than me who had had their their time as captain but they were still leaders so it, I'm not saying it was me that led that team alone you know mm. we had Frankie Mack up front and Trev who were older than me you know yeah. there was older Older, more experienced players. But the younger ones coming in. I mean, yeah, there was you know Stuart Slater, Kevin Keane, you know Georgie Paris was there, similar age. Uh, Martin Allen, as I said, Peter Butler. You know, it, it was for for me. It, it was everybody wanted. Look, look that the Oldham game that season, where I ended up scoring a pen and then giving a pen away, which I think cost us the season. Mm. When I said we lost the title on the last game of the season, mm-hmm. if we'd have beat Notts County at home, we'd have won it. And we lost two one, but I but Oldham won it. I take it back to Oldham away, where we ended up drawing one each, and I gave a penalty away in the last minute. Mm-hmm. We were one 0 up. I scored. I think with twenty minutes left, that would have killed them off. I think. I think that the loss against Notts County would have been irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I think it'd have killed them off because I think the last game of the season, they were two 0 down, and they ended up coming back to three two. And winning the title on that game. And I think they scored two goals in injury time. Yeah. I don't think they'd have had the drive in them if they were so far behind. Mm-hmm. So I take responsibility for that, you know. And and that's still saying the lad who gave the penalty away, he played me. Right. You know, he's felt my arm. My arm stuck out. Yeah. He's felt my arm on him. Rolled around my arm. I didn't grab him at all. Yeah, yeah. He's rolled around my arm and fell down. So he was ahead of his time then. He was well, playing like today's well, players. Would you have um, gone to the VAR souls? <laughs> uh, I would have gone, VAR souls, help me out here. Yeah. <laughs> to be so, fair then, as soon as that happened, Gailey yeah. roasted me. Did he? I'm his captain and he roasted yeah. me. He went, Did you he? not tell him though? That he, uh, well, I knew. Like, he couldn't see that side of me. Yeah, Gailey yeah. was this side of me. So I, we just assumed. I, I would I would just go into fight mode at that yeah. point. Well, I obviously, I'm, I'm wanting to fight now. Yeah. I'm wanting to fight now. Now that you just lost it. Yeah. I just threw things away. Yeah. But it's, you know but I mean? it's not actually your fault. So it's... Well, and then you have your own teammates saying... But then... All right, it is my then, fault for in the back, back in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So... So that leads me to a question that actually we can bring around to Chelsea because I know we don't really t- touch on Chelsea much in this podcast, but Connor is a Chelsea fan. So so the importance I'm, I'm getting at, right, the link between the manager and the captain, right? I think yep. that's a, an extremely... It, you don't always see it. You don't no. always understand how, how much it means to a club. The dynamic right? to, of it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To any captain. I mean, you were saying that West Ham team, 
I mean, it, from what it sounds like, it almost sounds like there was nine or ten or eleven yeah. captains. Yeah, you know, was, so yeah. um, that might it might be a little different, but it it might have been bred from the manager, right? So the link between the manager and the captain. Looking at looking at today's teams, like the big clubs, like you know, hate to say it, Man United, obviously, but they're not doing. And I love to say this: they're not doing as well as they they as their namesake. I don't as even know who right? I mean, who's the Man United captain? I think it's Maguire. Say, last I think one. it is. <laughs> I, th- I think it flops between Maguire, Pogba, and De Gea. It does, but I think Maguire has become the, the captain. Yeah. So. I don't see, I don't think there's that link that chemistry between Solskjaer and Maguire and I think Maguire is maybe doing a better job than the last few at least when Pogba was and yeah I mean P- Pogba's an individual player he's not a captain you know right but his his but yeah yeah exactly so you're surprised about how well Lampard's doing with Chelsea this season is that fair to say no I'm no? surprised no I'm surprised at how shit this season is that they're allowing Chelsea to do this well. Okay, but does it have something to do with the relationship between Lampard okay. and Azpilicueta okay. that isn't seen from the surface? Is it feeding through the squad? Maybe Azpilicueta... I think it's a lot to do with the other teams being shit. Yeah, yeah that's so, what... That's yeah. what yeah. Okay. Tottenham United, Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you that's look at... up there. Yeah. You, you look at... This is Azpilicueta's worst season yeah. football-wise than that he's ever had. Lampard has made some dodgy decisions yeah. like he has done his whole career but and, is he getting and it's by, played off. Because Chelsea have finished, what, 11th or 12th a few seasons ago? 11th, yeah. So, yeah. he's doing... he's doing. No, 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 but the, he's doing the, he's doing a Lampard. He's he's doing what Lampard's done for the yeah. last 20 years. You don't think years. it has anything to do with any chemistry he has with players? Cause no, he, I, I, would lo- I would love... That's why I, I would have loved John Terry to be there. Yeah. As much as I kind of... I kind of think John Terry's a dick. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I should say that or not. But I, I, I love. He's a big unit, mate. Let's hope he's <laughs> yeah. not listening. No, I don't. I don't care. He's. He's. I've been all, watching forever. Some... Want to be. Yeah. Forever. Want to be my he favorite seems... players ever. Yeah. You know, and and best England captain. In I, my I would opinion. have him there, mate. I would yeah. have him back there as, I, as, I would a, have as him a driving force. Even yeah. as would... a even as a defender, you know, yeah. as someone that didn't really play out. And as much as I like, um, I mean, what the what the Watford manager was a goalkeeper. You no, centre back. Was he? Yeah. Oh, centre back, mate. He was a leader as well. Yeah. No, Wolfen? Wolves, 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 Wolves. Sorry, yeah, Wolves. Yeah, Nuno Espirito Santo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am five points in, so yeah. So um, yeah, I couldn't even get out my words before. Nuno. So yes. As much as I don't want a defender as my manager, I don't think it matters. I think it does because I don't think defenders know how to play. Well, tactically, I think it's different. Exactly. I would rather a midfielder, but. I would rather have Terry over yeah. Lampard because I think Terry understands the game. Well, more what about than Terry with does. Lampard? Kuman's a decent manager. I'd have Terry and then Lampard as assistant. I wouldn't have the opposite way around. Kuman is an alright manager. He's he, he is. Yeah. You know. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Different times. Crazy. Though. Yeah. But anyway, do you so? Sorry, I don't know what your question was. It's, it's all right. I was just trying. Oh, to the relationship it, between yeah. because he used to play. See, I I liked it with. Uh, I wanted Zola. Yeah. To stay and. Not be assistant. I wanted him to. Um, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, but I think he needs a voice alongside him, mate. He needs yeah, a, he yeah. needs a strong personality like Terry. If he, had, if Terry, if him, Terry had um, <clears throat> Zola. Well, I wanted yeah. him to do so well at West Ham. I remember doing an interview. I don't know what. I mean, you know, he's the reason why I started sporting Chelsea. So. Yeah, I know, I know. But and when he became West Ham manager, I, I remember doing an interview. I love that. Yeah, he's the right man. I, 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 could, I couldn't be happier having him than anybody else. 
and then obviously it didn't it didn't work I mean um, I, I I forgot who it was I, I love these stories that you're talking about with uh, Billy Bonds joining in a training session and out playing or working harder uh, I forgot who it was it was a West Ham player and he talks about how Zola when he joined the club and he came in and we it was like we had all the strikers it might have been Carton Cole I could be wrong but it might have been Carton yeah yeah and um, he was saying how uh Zola was like, all right, you don't do this, you do this. The ball gets whipped into him. He takes uh, three touches around the fender and whips it in the top corner. Yeah. I think it was Khan Cole that had to go up to him and be like, all right, you're going to have to step out the training sessions because <laughs> none of us can do what you just did. Yeah, and he's sitting there at 45 years old outplaying anyone. Yeah. It's like Zidane whenever you see the videos. Yeah. And he's like... Well, I think... Yeah, I mean, I think the point I was trying to extract Sorry. is that there's an underlying Wait, relationship. Wait, you trying to say you can't get a right answer out of us? No, well, I just thought, you know, I, I mean, I mean, what with, you... Yeah, with the, the I, connection, like how Arteta is yeah, for Arsenal. Yeah, and just bringing it back to City, I think Pep misses company. And, and Wait a minute, that. wait a minute, let's, you've just touched on something then. So Arteta and Xhaka. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's dog shit. So can you always blame the manager, though, or, or does it... I think it should be looked at as the manager you, and the captain. You brought it up in... Um, uh, the podcast that we did Manchester's Blue yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. we are um, called Me and Geordie Dead yeah <laughs> there's no Chelsea on it yeah um, about company coming back and working on the pep and that's amazing yeah that it would be but you don't go even even just to first, sit him in the dressing room yeah but his first steps into management he's going to want to go on from that as I know, a manager alright but, but watch, not, him, watch but yeah, him go but and company, fail company isn't a manager right now he's a, play, well, he's a player manager, manager yeah. but yeah. he has a manager that manages while on game day that he's not it's the a manager a lot of managers that man. yeah I know yeah, so, player manager and a manager well, that manages the managers on, so I watched an interview with him and he's he's a player manager right so he manages the team and then on game day he's not technically the manager well, if he's playing yeah, he can't be on the on the side as well. No, but I mean, it's just he's got a good relationship. My point is, I just want company back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's him and him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah anyway. Nice. So I mean, either way, just looking forward to the Premier League getting back to it. Is, I can't is what wait, this man. whole conversation I can't wait. is. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's hope. Let's hope they don't find too much fault with what's happened in Germany. This weekend, it's not over. No Bayern play tomorrow, don't they? I think yeah. there's a couple of games tomorrow. Let's hope that there's no mindless idiots that go and spoil it. Yeah. Let's hope, to all intents and purposes, what it looks like on the telly, that they're adhering to all the rules. I know it doesn't look right, and we're finding fault that, okay, why didn't we wear masks outside when they're, yeah. sitting, when they're sitting six feet away from each other and then they're going onto a pitch where they're tackling each other? Let's not nitpick. No. Let's hope... Nobody's sick after the weekend. Let's hope they don't find anybody that's contracted something while the games have been going on. Mm-hmm. And let's hope we follow suit in four weeks' time. Yeah, four weeks. Yeah, two weeks it's after gone. my birthday. I mean, they were say, they were saying that Dortmund <laughs> players were um, quarantined in their own hotel. Yeah, yeah the week up to yeah. Lead, the yeah, week leading yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, that must be tough. That's probably, as a player, that would be the toughest thing. Yeah, right. Because it was hard it. enough even, going in the yeah. hotel the night before. You know, I mean, I look, look, we always had a couple of scoops to help us sleep. You know, it wasn't, it was bored, boredom, like you wouldn't believe. You're waiting. There wouldn't be a big enough bar for you to six, six feet apart. I don't know if I did tell you the story where we were playing Blackburn away. Please stop me if I've told you. And... Harry was the manager. I thought you said police stopped me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I've told Not you. that night. Not that night. No, I was in the hotel and uh, sharing the room with Dixie. 
And I used to take Dixie a half bottle of Jack Daniels for a Friday night. Yeah. And I'd have like four cans of Guinness. Some some lads used to take sleeping tablets and that. The night before the game, look, you do find it different. I wasn't the best sleeper anyway. Yeah. I think you know that. Even on a regular night, I wouldn't get three hours or whatever. But four pints of Guinness would do the trick. Cans of Guinness. Anyway, it's December and I think we're playing Blackburn away. And I've decided to to cool my beers on the window ledge, on the frost. So there's like a a quadrant in the middle of the hotel in Haydock. And I put my beers on the window ledge. And Jules would, I swear, the half bottle of Jack Daniels, he would he would do it all neat, not mm. in one, but through the night while we were talking or yeah. watching something or, you know, and he'd still be our best player the next day. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, he didn't get drunk on it, to tell you the truth, the half bottle of Jack Daniels, he didn't get drunk on it. I don't know what he did get drunk on, to be fair. Mm. But anyway, so we're walking from dinner over the other side of the hotel and I'm talking to Harry and... We're just talking football and we go and stand by the window and I look across and I can see me four pints of Guinness on the window ledge. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had to call Marshy over, get Marshy to distract Harry mm. and sort of chat with him a little bit yeah. while I legged it. I went round, opened the window and got me Guinness in off the window ledge. Yeah, that's funny. Good good, good story to end on then. Um, yeah. So hopefully football's back. I know we've got plenty more of your stories to, to get to in the future episodes. Um, with other people, and um, my book's not going to make anything, is it? No, I think uh, you need to learn how to read and write first. <laughs> <laughs> me film, me movie isn't going to make anything. You're going to know yeah. all the stories. Well, I mean, I think our, our listeners appreciate that you're donating them to the podcast. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's like also that. I'm good I, like that. Also, you, there's more. I think you can get more emotion out of hearing it come out your mouth rather than written on a page. You know, so yeah, I believe you. Yeah. Better. That's meaning. why I haven't done the book yet. Yeah, that's why. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, You can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, We've got fivepintsin.com set up as well. If you want to tell anyone about the podcast, you can just send them there. Um, I do want to just give one more shout out to Manchester is Blue. The episode with us will be coming out. I don't know when. The Quality next few podcast, days. Yeah. yeah. Quality podcast. Not just yeah, those things, some great guests on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious, yeah. But Tom and Dan were great. They had a great question for Ian that you'll have to listen to the podcast. At the very just, end, yeah. Yeah, I, I won't spoil it, but it was a very unique question where Ian had to pick five of his roommates to do something unique with, uh, and that's all I'll give you. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so definitely check that out when it comes out. We'll post it on Twitter as soon as we have that link. Um, so, guys... Thanks for Thanks again. For, Thanks for, for listening. Yeah, and uh, it's been good. Talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye.